Hi, everyone. It's your podcast host, Jim Andrews, here with a reminder that the Ticket Manager Partner Summit is back. We'll be getting together in person on October 17th this year at the Times Center in New York City. This is a free, invitation-only event where hundreds of business leaders across the world's most influential brands in sports, sponsorship, live events, and ticketing gather to make great connections and share valuable information. Approved attendees enjoy exclusive networking events, insightful panels, and exciting celebrity speakers, all for free. Are you interested in attending? Just go to ticketmanager.com for details on how to apply. Hello and welcome to Ticket Manager's All Access Interview Series, engaging leaders from across the sports marketing spectrum to identify and explore critical issues in the business of sports, entertainment, sponsorship, activation, ticketing, hospitality, and even more. I'm your host, Jim Andrews. Joining me on this episode to discuss his organization's unique approach to sponsorships and partnerships is Dominic Orozco, Chief Strategic Marketing Officer for Gila River Gaming Enterprises. Welcome, Dominic, and thanks for joining us. Jim, pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Gila River is one of the few brands that I can think of that has partnerships with all of the major league sports properties in your market. So in Phoenix, you've got the Diamondbacks, the Suns, the Coyotes, the Cardinals, as well as uh, Arizona State, the major collegiate athletics program. So yeah, yeah, that's, can you just talk about this kind of sports focused strategy that, that you have there and, and how you bring it to life? Yeah, of course, Jim. It's a great topic and I know it extremely well. Gila River Indian Community has started this uh, about in 2001. 2000 was roughly their first introduction into a sports sponsorship with the Arizona D-backs. And uh, it's been cultivating over the years as a pride level uh, that the community has and the enterprise. So there's two sections. There's a community and then there's a casino. The casino being the enterprise. We're a subsidiary wholly owned by the community. And so we are the financial arm that supports revenue sources for 25,000 members inside the Gila River Indian community. With these sports sponsorships, there's a pride level that comes with that, of course. And so the community is very uh, fond of sports. Basketball is is one big piece um, that they do inside the community lands. And so as a business, a casino business, we go, hey, there's a synergy here that we can can cultivate. And uh, gamblers and sports fans are one and the same, I would tell you. There's definitely a connection between the two. And we go, hey, we think we can keep our marketing arm and a marketing pillar around these sports teams and really make that big. And that's what we've done. Obviously, a major piece of that partnership portfolio that you have is the the naming rights of the Gila River Arena, which is home to the Coyotes. Now, we all know that with naming rights, it requires a significant financial investment. And it comes, of course, with with national exposure. but, But beyond that... You know, are there other advantages to being a naming rights partner that make it worthwhile compared to, you know, I want to say just being a team sponsor, but you know, you know what I mean. So, Jim, I'll tell you before I answer your your question here, um, which is a valid and a great question. It's one I think that services and all businesses that look at a sports partnership is is one thing I will say is you either get in the sports partnership and and you do it extremely well, or you don't get in it at all. It's not a tiptoe kind of thing for businesses because it's it's extremely expensive. 
Um, when you start calculating everything that comes into the fold of sports partnerships and deliverable assets that you have to make sure you commit to to make sure that you get the full out of your sponsorship, you start going, okay, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of time. And do I have the resources and horsepower to commit to that to make sure that my dollars make sense? And so when we looked at other than the naming rights, we said, hey, we're going to keep the, the sports centric brand a part of our marketing pillar. We only have three. And this one sports thing stays at the dominant part of our, our situation. You're going everything we do, everything from a brand advertising perspective is going to have sports into it. You can look at my backdrop here in my office and notice that I have bobbleheads. I have the Cardinals. I have a puck. I have a lot of things. Honus Wagner card. That's not the real Honus Wagner card or replica. But what you'll find is that we live, breathe, eat sports. And that's the only way to make these sports partnerships come to life. That's why we have, as you stated before, all major sports partners. We are, we are I think, one of 13 cities that actually possess all four major sports in it. For our Indian community to own all these sports partnerships is one thing. In terms of your, your naming rights question, I will say that there was a strategic manner into why to go for naming rights. I will agree with you in saying that most naming rights are national brands, and we recognize that and understood that. But that's a market that one of our casinos is in, and we want to make sure that we had a good presence in that location. And so with that, we not only have the naming rights piece, we also have the sponsorship piece of exclusive casino category. All of our sponsorships that we have, all five of them, are exclusive casino categories. And if, if as you break down sponsorships, not only the naming rights is costly and it's expensive and you get national exposure, as you said, but the, the exclusive part of it is, is one of the key things that we pay for. It's probably the most expensive thing in all these contracts we pay for to make sure that we stay the only casino that can be advertising your hometown sports team. On top of that, we always go for the, the naming and the marks usage, make sure that we can use the marks of their team because we believe in our brands having an elevation that these national recognitions do. So I would tell you that there was a reason why we went for naming rights. Um, we wanted to make sure we put a stake in the ground and, and kind of wave our flag and go, hey, we're, we're, we're not only sponsors, but we're fans. And we're going to do that by the number one thing that you could potentially do. If you own naming rights, you are the top. That's paramount in any sponsorship that you can have. And I think the the conversation around exclusivity is really interesting, too, because, you know, in, in my time in sponsorship, I've, I've seen it go both ways. I've seen some, uh, you know, particularly sports properties really try and slice and carve those categories pretty narrowly. Yeah, they understand it from from a revenue generation standpoint. They want to sell as much as, as possible. But obviously you found the value in, in saying, you know, hey, look, that's we need to have that exclusivity. We're in a, in a competitive environment and it's really important to us. So, yeah, the, the true value is not only the protection of the casino category, I'll tell you, Jim, but it's also that uh, we create a, a unified bond with this partner. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to serve multiple masters. Um, in a sense of the same category, right? And and I get what you said. You nailed it on the head and going, hey, some of these teams don't allow it. Vegas is a primary example. They're not going to go under a casino exclusivity. Las Vegas Raiders aren't going to go exclusive. I get it. I understand it. But this market was well known to, to entertain it. And that's what we went. I think the other thing that you, that you talked about in, in part part and parcel of, of that bond and, and really making sure that uh, uh, the public is aware of of, of the fact that you're, you're you're a partner and 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 how you make it relevant to them comes through in, in the activation, you know. And then, and as you said, 
you know, it, it's really a fool's game to to buy a sponsorship and and not activate it, right? It's like mm-hmm. you know, buying I always say it's like buying a laptop but not having a power cord to, to plug it in. It's like that might look nice sitting on the desk, right? But it's yeah. not going to really do much for you. And so you've got a ton of different activations uh, in, in, involved in in all of those different teams and, and buildings that, that you're in. I know you've got team branded hotel rooms uh, uh, at your properties, but can you talk about some of the, the promotions and activations that are working best for Gila River? Yeah, definitely. So activation is, is a word that's used uh, quite a bit in sponsorship and partnership with teams and sponsors are always looking at how do I get the fan that's inside the arena or on the TV watching their favorite team to go, Hey, I paid good money for the sponsorship and I value your team just like you do. I want you to patronize my business as well. Right. And that's the number one thing is how do you quantify an ROI around not only visual, but how do you bring them to activate them to come to your location and spend money at your business? What's changed over the years is the old school mentality. We used to do this too. You'd set a street team out there and you'd have coupons out there and you would go out and as people are coming in, you're handing out coupons and going, please go to the casino. Here's a free this, here's a free that. Digital has helped us a lot in creating this activation. So there's two parts to this. One is the digital presence, allowing people to digitally activate and entertain and engage with both the sports team and the casino, right? We use a company called Tradable Bits to do that. It feeds you games specifically geared towards and themed towards that sport team that you enjoy. And you can spin a wheel virtually on your Facebook. And when you win, it's not a coupon. It's not anything you have to take back. You automatically win it on your Facebook tablet or your phone or whatever it is. And you bring that barcode to the casino. You scan it and we give you something for that. Mm -hmm. And so you actually, in a seamless way, get to engage with a game that's themed towards your favorite team. When you win, you're winning a gift that's themed towards your favorite team. And you make a small trip to the casino and you show it very easily to our Players Club booth, they get the gift that's of their team. So it's all uniformed across the board. That's one that's one area that we, we've been doing very well. The other thing is, is we're using their brand and their marks and their elements back on property. The biggest thing that we've learned over the years is that it's one thing to put a logo in their stadium and expect people to respond to it. It's when that if they choose you and they come to your place of business, do they feel like you're still a sponsor and a fan? And I think what we've learned a lot is you need to incorporate them, vice versa, into your business so that when people go, fans go, I love it when I'm at, let's just say the the Cardinals, right? Arizona, I love football. When I'm in there, I see the logo, there's activation, there's a Gila River t-shirt toss, all these things that are happening. But when I come on property, can I sit down at a table game and have a full felt themed out towards the Cardinals? When I put a bet with a $20 chip or a $5 chip, is it, is it going to have the Cardinals? Is it going to have the Cardinals logo on it? Well, I'll tell you that we have done this and you referenced this in, in the room. All of our teams, every single one of our team has a themed room. You can come on our website and you can log in and say you're going to watch a Suns game, Phoenix Suns, which are doing extremely well, by the way. The Phoenix Sun, you can get on a room and you can go to the Phoenix Sun's room or you can see a, a tail of the tape on the side of one of the walls and you can see DeAndre in seven foot tall mark and you go, oh my gosh, it's way up here. And that that's crazy to believe that pieces of the hardwood floor that are inside the room. So we've taken their elements and moved them into ours. And what it does is create this activation piece that we can entice them with an offer digitally. But when they get on here, they go, you truly are fans. You're just like me. And that's what we've done very, very well. 
That's great. And it, and it is all about that, uh, that emotional connection, right. With, with those yep. customers and saying, Hey, we, we understand you, we get you, we're fans just like you. And it, it's nice to know you must have some nice high ceilings in your, in your rooms. <laughs> do that. <laughs> good point. Good point. Marketing <laughs> advantage there. Right. Yeah. The other thing about your, some of your partnerships, a lot of your partnerships, these are long-term relationships. I mean, some are now going back over a decade. So, you know, that's, that's great. And it, it goes to that establishing, Hey, you know, we're serious about this and, uh, and doing all the things you've just been talking about, but it also can get difficult in terms of how do you keep it fresh, right? You know, it, you know, people are used to coming in, like you said, and, and, and playing with the chips and seeing the felts and, and seeing the, the activation you might be doing in the arenas and the stadiums, but you know, they don't necessarily just want the same thing over and over, especially for if you're going on 10 years. So, so how do you, Keep it fresh, and and what role do do the teams, do the partners play in how, how helping you kind of continually elevate those experiences? That's that's a fantastic question. It's something that we we worry about, and like you said, long term relationship goals. Going, how do you keep it energized and keep our consumers engaged? We we have a business mentality here that we are not competition with other casinos. We are in the same industry. Although we do you know, do promotions, things like that, to try to intrigue and, and gain market share, totally respect that and get that. But we are of a mindset to go, can we make friends with our industry partners, right? And go, what's best practices that can be used? And during the, the COVID pandemic recently, we partnered up with one of the casinos that were here and we had constant conversation back and forth going, what's the best way to do this? Well, our sports teams are, are pretty similar and such. They're all in the same industry and they share best practices as well. And so what you'll see is it's not only the community here in, in the Valley, that share. And, and, you know, we, we had the kickoff for the Suns. Every single sports team, aside from the Suns, was there and, and celebratory in this moment going, you're a part of this family that we love so much. And, and we know what Gila River does for these sports teams. You're going to love it. So they're vouching for us, but they're all unified under the same thing. Same purpose, right? To drive a good consumer experience and also keep the youth engaged with sports so that they become new fans when they grow up and get old, right? So it just keeps moving on. So in the, in the term of the Valley, they share best practice. We'll see new things come on and, and teams will come to us and go, hey, we just saw this happen. I'll, I'll use a prime example of the Arizona Coyotes. We just met with the CEO, Javier Gutierrez, um, yesterday, a matter of fact. And he was asking us in an open dialogue going, how do we help you? Not only from the community standpoint, but how do we help you on the marketing side? What's your brand philosophy? Does it unify with our brand philosophy? And those conversations happen. They did a, a tribal hat, a coyote's tribal hat with on the rim had this tribal design to it. Huge popularity behind this thing. I mean, people wear it. It has our logo, the Coyote's logo. When you came in the first 10,000 fans received it, right? They see that. So does Diamondbacks. They see the same option, right? They go through it and Diamondbacks do the same exact thing. And it's extremely popular. Again, they take it one step further and they do other things that are unified that they see are working. The other part of it is because they have a, a tap into the, the professional sports realm. When we did the um, felts and chips and rooms for the Arizona Cardinals, it had been the first in the NFL for any partner to activate at that level. Okay. So Steve Ryan, the VP um, for the Arizona Cardinals said, Hey, NFL is asking me to go down to do kind of a report on this and go, you know, what are you doing? How are you activating your partnership? Because they want to share. How do they go to their other partners and go, this is what's happening, right? So we did a presentation on how that looks and how we did chips and felts and everything we incorporated into to the NFL coaches, committee and marketing team. 
And so we were super excited about that because we go, man, something we did, they get to talk about on the NFL level. We didn't know if we'd ever get there. And they all take those practices back and forth. So I would say to answer your question, have a very open mind. It, it's, it's everybody goes, oh, they're copying what we're doing. It's fine. It's fine. If the consumer loves it, trust me, it's okay. And so we take best practices from everybody. You mentioned, uh, you know, earlier on, just that, that, that linkage between gamblers and, and sports fans. And, and of course now uh, in, in, in the U S we've seen just the, you know, the rise of legalized sports betting uh, over the last few years. And I know it hasn't come yet to, to Arizona, but, you know, just, just the emergence of the partnerships between now the, the sports books and the daily fantasy operators starting to do things with, with all of the different leagues and teams. Do you think that has, it will have an impact on, on how you plan what you're going to be doing in the future? Uh, most definitely, Jim. You know, we, we started this as a marketing, advertising kind of connection at the beginning of the sponsorships. Then it cultivated into um, a, a, a synergy between our players, as you stated before. Uh, how do we bring the elements onto our property and start co-branding everything, which we've done? And then it's moved into this realm of now, you know, should sports betting get approved? Um, how do we position our, our sports kind of centric brand so that if people were going to sports bet or choose sports bet, they choose us? Um, there, there's no other person or no other business inside uh, a sports betting that would know it better than I would say we would because we've been sports for over 20 years. It's, it's in our DNA. We know it very well. And trust me, we're not going to tiptoe with it. We're going to go, hey, this is something great. We know the area. We know the space. We're going to talk about it from the, from the mountaintops. And so we're, we're, uh, we're ready and prepared should that day come down, down the, the, to the moment. But we're, we are trying to make sure that when that does happen, that the consumer gets an experience that they've never been able to see before. And it's not your traditional kind of mindset around you, know, those kind of elements. We want to make sure that they're going, wow, this is completely new than what we thought it would be. And, and the incorporation of sports is extremely involved. Dominic, I uh, really, really admire everything that you've been doing out there. It's like I said, the, the strategy is, is, is clearly working. Uh, and, it, and it's nice to, uh, to see someone who's, you know, who really gets it. Like you said, you, you're not everybody, I think, who, who writes the checks for sponsorship uh, always gets it. Um, but clearly you and, and the organization and the community out there do. So really appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes and, and, and sharing some of those insights uh, with, with our audience and uh, wish you all, all the best of luck with the rest of the rest of the year. Jim, thank you. I appreciate you doing a, such a good job on this podcast. And I, I just thank you for allowing me to be on it. Oh, thank you. And on behalf of everyone at Ticket Manager, thank all of you for watching and please join us again for the next episode in the All Access interview series.